Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are here. It is 12.36, beautiful Saturday morning. It's like, it's hot as, it's hot as hell today. And it's crazy because it's not even like, it's not even, we're not even in June or like May. We're in April. And yesterday it was on, it was 100 degrees. So I already feel kind of bad about doing um, a whatchamacallit, but um, we are here. This is it. We are here. We are in another installment, leaving the campsite and continuing the journey to get to that destination. Now, where that destination will land us to, I have absolutely no idea because, um, quite frankly, I had this vision about doing this podcast. I was like, just, just a just wandering dude who's just traveling the world, and, and that's kind of how this podcast is, um, and that's, that's kind of how I want it to be, just, you know, touching different subjects, touching different things of the world that uh, that may or may not matter to people, but ultimately can spark conversations and create, you know, some intricate dialogue to allow us to evolve as human beings, get closer to one another, interpersonally, interculturally, intrapersonal, intracultural, those things of that nature. So the reason why I thought it would be probably proper to explain why this episode in particular, because normally this would never happen because I'm already three episodes in. I've been kind of right on time and everything. This episode in particular is a bit late um, due to the fact that, uh, one, audio was a bit too loud from what I've seen. Um, But the real reason was the episode I had, I had it finished, but I didn't like the way I... It didn't. It didn't just sit well with me. It was kind of like it just wasn't there. So it was like, you know what? We're just gonna scratch this, throw it away, and we're gonna come back and we're gonna redo the format. So at first, the entire conversation I had before earlier this morning was just specifically about interracial relationships. But then I thought I just spoke forty-five minutes of just going around in circles about saying the same thing, and I kind of don't want to do that because it's kind of not. I guess the purpose of it, even though like I would like to have kind of like the main topic and then subtopics around it and just kind of like speak and continue to have conversation. Um, I don't, I I didn't want this to be where it's kind of like one-sided and things of that nature. So with that being said, um, yes, today's topic or the the focus or the focal point is we are going to talk about interracial marriaging uh, interracial relationship, things of that nature, and and what surrounds it, what constitutes it, what, um, why, to be quite honest, why is it still like a trending topic? Because for me, you would think, I mean, and everybody's different. The spectrum could be weighed in on one side to another. I, as somebody who's been in interracial relationships, um, understand the 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 structure in which for some people it is important to date within your race but then there's this other spectrum where it's like 
love is love and no matter who you are with none of those things should matter and I guess those are some of the things that I wanted to like touch on and like get an understanding and 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 focus a little bit more in on and so with that being said um interracial relationships um it is it's one of those things that it has a gray area. It's not really black and white. And I don't know why we think that because love is love that it should be black and white. And it's 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 not because it was like that. Uh, it wasn't like that in the beginning. It wasn't like that for a long time. It wasn't it wasn't like that. Um, shit, since the beginning of time. But what has evolved conceptually is the outer parts about love and about interracial relationships and things of that nature. Um, and like I said, for somebody who's been in interracial relationships, um, it's difficult only when you are consciously aware about the world. It's difficult. It's difficult due to the fact that you have to put yourself in a position where if your companion isn't socially aware, then what does that leave you at the end of the day? You know, like, I I think one of the things um, why this topic is still, I won't say it's still trending, but it's always around and it will always be around. Um, From a bird's eye view, it comes from lack of cultural appreciation and I think that's in my heart of hearts I feel like that's one of the reasons why it's such a touchy subject because for a lot of people who weigh heavily on one side and heavily on the other um, culturally speaking a lot of times most interracial relation uh, most interracial couples kind of deny the fact that one I won't say one is culturally trying to erase the other because that sounds like two extremists but you are essentially at some point depending on who you are you're essentially whitewashing the history so and 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 to push that even further you can kind of look at what happened this week because um I hope that um, people were like watching, and if not, it's it was it's been a trending topic. It was it was on Twitter. Um, I know there was a post by was the Huffington uh, like the Huff Black Post um, voice. I forgot what the name of their page is. Actually, I didn't. I just can't remember at this moment. But um, they shared a recent vid that Ancestry.com came out with, and um, yeah, those are one of the scary things about interracial relationships because. You essentially are doing what they did in that video, um, and 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 granted, in hindsight, obviously that's asinine, and people aren't gonna really agree that you know that's how it works. But sadly, that's kind of how it's viewed. You know, um, it's an idea, an ideology that when you do that, you can't really worry about those kind of things no more. You can't really worry about race. You can't really put yourself 
um, in a position to focus on those things um, and surrounding it. And so for me, I guess I can share this experience. Um, I was dating somebody who was mixed, but her parents were white and most of her family was white. And God bless them all. And still to this day, I love talking to them. I love being around them. It's just hard to be surrounding with that kind of environment. And they don't understand the the reality of how the world is really set, especially when you aren't doing the research. I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of, I won't say a lot of people lack, but it's what I said last week about being ignorant and knowledgeably ignorant. There's a lot of people in today's society. See, if you were to ask me about this 20, 30 years ago, I'd just be feeling like everybody would be ignorant. But people are knowledgeably ignorant at this point because you know it's out there. You understand it's out there. But you choose not to pursue it in which you're only putting yourself in a comfortable space to allow yourself an opportunity. You're... you're, you're allowing yourself not the opportunity I excuse myself. You're allowing yourself the missed opportunity of learning about the world. Because I remember we was on Facebook and we argued about this. Um, you know, telling them about some of the racial issues that are going on in today's society. And, you know, you, you can't sit there and, and tell me that, you know, we don't see color, this, that, and the third. We're colorblind. You, you can't, you can't express that kind of language. And then for me, somebody having to date uh, that particular person, um, I just, for me, it just wasn't, I had to come to realization that if it ever came a time where we ever were cross paths, I just don't think it would work because I need you guys to understand that you guys haven't been outside long enough to understand. And and granted, you know, this isn't really supposed to take shots. I'm not trying to shoot my shot or whatever the case may be. Um, uh, Cause I was telling another friend about this and letting her know, like you need to go outside more. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people need to go outside more and really understand how the world operates and how it works. And racism being the foundational piece of America, you can't, go into that spectrum without understanding that. And I think that's where the difficulties of interracial relationships become such a tedious task because then you as a spouse have to figure out, well, should I, you know, step back and ignore the realities in which, you know, being with this Hispanic person or being with this... Asian person, and especially being that of which uh, a black, uh, African-American person, a black person, um, I have to be socially conscious and aware of things, especially, especially when you start to bring kids in this, when you start to bring kids involved and you have to make them understand that this is the reality. Like you can't sit there and tell them that the way you guys love each other as a white woman to a black man or whatever it is, vice versa, or whatever race is interracial, um, it can it can muddy the waters, if you want to put it that way, because you then have to, because if it happens, right, like let's say if you have a mixed child and all of a sudden they go to school and they get racially bullied, 
you have to explain that to them. You have to explain to them the world in which they live in. And it's not a fear tactic. I definitely don't think it should be a matter of a fear tactic, but you got to understand there's just people out here in this world that's just not going to like you because of the way you look. Um, Now, with that being said, and with my experience, um, it's one of those things that, again, depending on who you are as a person and how socially conscious and aware you are, um, for me, I find it difficult to even put myself in a position to date anybody outside my race. Now, granted, if that person... I mean, I even had this conversation with a friend They was asking me if, they, if I had preferences. And I'm like, for me, like... Obviously... Black women is always going to be my preference because I came from one. I've been surrounded by black women. And I don't think that ever changed. But um, Hispanic women um, and things of that nature. Um, I guess for me, it's just those who've kind of been in the the struggle of of oppression. If you want to put it that way. And even that is a that's that even that's tricky. There's, there's a lot of multi-layer things about interracial relationships because it goes so further deep than just cultural ties with yourself and your own you know community. Um, it's self-imagery. It's understanding um, how you interact with the world, how you are raised. Those things all matter. You know, like I was growing up, I was surrounded. Me and my brothers, we were all surrounded by people of all kinds of of color. And then after a while, when things change, you know, going from, you know, living in Brown Deer and uh, Menominee Falls way out there and then coming to the inner city where you're surrounded by black people. It was one of those things that I was like, oh, so this is the reality. This is, you know not just who I am, but it's, these are my people, you know, and it was refreshing. It was, it was interesting. Um, but still for me, it was like, oh, I, I was, I was caught in the gaze of, you know, love is love no matter who you are with. And for me, I definitely think that is true. If you aren't socially aware and I, and I, and I think that's the only way I can be able to move for and understand this conversation at all because it's all centered at the core essence of is the person you're about today socially aware about what's going on in the world because if you're not then you don't want to be caught in a situation where something socially is going to happen to you whether it be racism xenophobia all that stuff and then your partner's just not there to back you up especially if you are you know devoting your life into this this um this uh, relationship and this marriage and, and we vowed to do these things together and, and all of a sudden you get pulled over by the police and then the police is wanting to get aggressive and you ain't doing nothing and then you as a white person or whatever the case may be aren't exerting your privilege and then all of a sudden I get, end up getting shot. I, I, I can't do that. That's, that there's, a, there's a fine line between that. There's a fine line. And, 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 and granted, I can say that's a bit extreme. It's an extreme cause, but in today's world and the way we're moving and and the way things are evolving it 
you never know. You never know at some point that can ultimately happen. So with that being said, you know, interracial relationships, because to get to to get to where the reason why I got this, a friend of mine's, um, and I, I okay, first of all, we're getting any further. I need to give out shout outs. Shout out to my mom. Actually, let me give a shout out to my mom real quick because she just sent me a book by this off author, Deanna Singh. I hope I didn't butcher her name. I'm so sorry. But I'm so sorry if I did. I had to like put the book over my mouth because I was like, I don't want to butcher her name. But, um, but yeah, my mom sent me a book. I guess it was signed by her. Um, the book is called Purposeful Hustle. Um, it's probably out on every platform you can possibly think of. And the whole premise of the book is becoming a change agent by positioning yourself around a purpose, purposeful existence while using your talent, skills, and resources to hustle for something greater than yourself. And um, I'm going to read this. I'm definitely going to definitely gonna go to town um, with reading this book because I definitely want to see what it's like. I've been on my, like, my book craze, my book hive for a while now. So if any of you guys, when you listen to this podcast, got any books for me to read, please, you can personally DM me. Um, I know some of my followers follow me on Snapchat, Twitter, things of that nature. I would love to hear um, uh, kind of like your book suggestions and things of that nature. And so um, speaking of which, I mean, that's a so really interesting perspective trying to find purpose and then using that as as a as a motivational piece to design the hustle you know because the way i view it um and uh rest in peace to nipsey hustle but on his verse when he was singing victory lap he he said, find your purpose or you waste an air. And I have always been adamant about somebody who feels that if you have a heartbeat in this world, you have a purpose. No matter what it is, no matter what you do. And and it gets to the point where even some people, like it sounds bad, but some people have bad purposes, but it's still a purpose. Like it's not good. Obviously, you know, I mean, if you born your purpose to sell drugs, I mean, clearly that's bad. But there's a purpose behind it because for every purpose is a lesson. For every lesson, it teaches us a moment, a moment of clarity. Um, And that's why for me, I, I always find it irritating, I guess, when people talk about, well, I want to get to the money. I'm trying to secure the bag. And in my personal view, and I and I guess for somebody who is, um, I guess we can say in a financial rut, um, I don't view it as the most imperative thing. I, I just I can't because I feel like there's so much more to this world than the dollar. That even the dollar itself is becoming minuscule, like. I feel like at some point we're going to start doing Apple Pay through 
cryptocurrency to Bitcoin and things of that nature. It's, it's coming. It's happening at some point. Just give it about a good 30 years. You're going to be paying close to cryptocurrency and stuff and whatnot. But um, one of the things, and, and like I said, that's one of the things I find irritating because for me, the mindset of securing the bag only puts you in the position of no matter what kind of money you get, it's still money. And sometimes, and I was just speaking to my friend about this, and we was talking about, um, you know, if he was if he had the chance to go on wilding out and secure the bag, he was like, all money and good money. First and foremost, well, going on wilding out is good money, and that's just me. Like, I look, I can still be a PhD professor and then wilding out on, you know, the show, I, I'll be straight. <laughs> I'll be good. They're going to have to take me seriously because no matter what, I'm still, you know, making moves and doing things and making things happen. But the term all money and good money, and I think that's where a lot of us continue to see ourselves in the same cycle of, oh, we do this, we do that. Um, it's because a lot of the times we lack the sense of understanding what our purpose is. And so with that being said, I think the first thing that a lot of us have to understand is what is our purpose. And granted, that's the whole reason why life is such a a precious journey, because you have to figure it out. You know, you have to keep going. It's not like God just going to sit there and and give you the answers. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but it's an opportunity for change, it's an opportunity to understand what it is that defines you as a person. Um, and I know, and, and I do want to apologize to everybody having to go from various subjects to different subjects, but that's kind of what the premise of this conversation or the premise of what this podcast is about is just things that I won't necessarily say irks my soul or, you know, things that I found interesting um, because I want that to be this piece. But also, you know, the, the this journey is supposed to be almost kind of like a personal servitude to myself and to everybody else and just kind of giving people a piece of who I am as a person, the way I think. Um, why I see things as a way like me for interracial, if, we, if we're going back to interracial marriages, I, I, I feel me personally like you have to have some type of ethnic descent about you to even engage further. Like, and there's no disrespect to any um, one person, any one white person. It's just I just don't see myself being in that space because then how do I explain my kids why I do this, but then I preach that. It's contradicting, and that's just how I feel, especially for somebody who's socially conscious about about his people. And, and granted, I'm not like a revolutionary fighter. I'm not out here trying to... Um, well, I mean, I want to. At some, like, at some point, I want to be there. Um, but at this moment right now, I'm just a college graduate... Uh, uh, a college grad student and trying to get my master's and potentially going to get my PhD and things of that nature. But I just don't 
see myself being that of a white woman. And like I said, this isn't a shot. This isn't being disrespectful. This is just the reality of the way. The way It's not even the way I feel. It's just the way it almost has to be, especially for somebody who is socially aware about his people, um, his history, and who, who he is as a black person and where he comes from. And I don't know why I just went there. That small little segment, I just put myself in third person, but who cares? Um, so for me, it's just like, you know, I don't have an issue. I mean, my last girlfriend was, um, she was Tongan. And it was more accepting of that than some, of somebody who would happen to be why I just, I, I couldn't. I myself couldn't put myself in that position. And like I said, I this isn't coming off as why oh, this is this tangent of like not liking all white people because that's definitely not the case because I um, have amazing um, Caucasian friends, amazing um, white folks that I've witnessed and experienced throughout the year. But as far as dating, that ain't it, Chief. That is not it. And that just isn't me. So, um, with that being said, these are one of the things that um, I want to explain because this ain't, a, I'm, I'm, this ain't a moment of I'm going to just speak my piece and then whatever I say is because I'm getting behind the mic. But it's just a moment of clarity for not just myself, but, you know, to also engage in dialogue with other people who feel may agree or disagree on that on that topic. Right. And so, you know. That's that's what I want, and that's the goal. But getting right back to purpose and how it's tricky. Finding your purpose is like really, 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 really tricky. The thing about finding your purpose and then pursuing it, I think what makes a lot of us afraid is the is is the the S word sacrifice. A lot of us aren't willing to sacrifice what it is that needs to be done in order to get to where we need to be. If you want to if you want to live that lifestyle or if you want to make that change, if you want to um if you really want to see yourself in a position where you no longer are living paycheck to paycheck or you just don't feel like what you're doing is in the right place, the very first thing you have to do is find your purpose. Now, how you find it, um, and I'm going to be a thousand percent honest, and like I said, I don't have anything against um, motivational speakers, those people of that nature. I don't have anything against them, but come on, man. You, you can't honestly think that following a plan and following these plans. It's one thing to follow a plan, right? It's one thing to put yourself in habits of successful people, and you can be successful by just working at McDonald's. But what, what is it? So, so and, I, and I guess for me, one of the prime examples of somebody that's different that breaks the mold is Dr. Eric Thomas, the the, uh, the guy who said um, 
you, if you want, you got, what is it? You got to, it was, he said some motive, he said like some monumental, you got to breathe as much as you want to, I can't necessarily remember from the top because I have like so many other quotes that uh, I have from him because I was listening to him for like a good minute or so and I still do. But uh, what separates him is that he is actually trying to get people to understand that it's more to life than what meets the eye. It's more than what you see on the surface. Because a lot of us, it's like the little iceberg, uh, the iceberg little diagram. So like on the top of the water is kind of like the surface level, the, the, the water level, like the things you see on the surface. But a lot of things that we battle internally are things that can ultimately make or break or shift our life into a position of success. So with that being said, it's what it, what is it that's going to allow us to propel forward? And granted, like I said, this isn't where I get all motivational speaking. It was like, well, I'm, I did this and, you know, I moved out to Arizona by myself. Like, no, it's, that's not that. But it's rather getting a chance to understand what, who we really are in this world and how do we move forward and focus on being greater than ourselves like how do we evolve to a larger state of of being being bigger than just a dollar bill that's why for me like I, I that's why for me I, I as much as I love everybody who thinks money is the motive and it's the goal if you look at all the really, really, really successful people, like the really, like, for example, like if you look at Nipsey, like at one point, you know, that, that's how Nipsey was. It was like all money in, get as much money as you, as you can rack. But his mindset changed. And so it, not just his purpose, but everything around him. So instead of giving him the same amount of income, like he was getting more. But it was more than just getting money. It was like, how can I change the community like everything changes and so i'm definitely excited about reading this book like i said before purposeful hustle um and i know i forgot i always gotta i I forgot to do this and i need to do this because i normally do this in the beginning but um first i want to give a shout out like i said to my mom um definitely a a purposeful hustler herself um definitely want to give a shout out to all of my brothers, um, definitely those guys are monumental in the success that I've been gaining so far and doing the things. Definitely want to get a shout out to my best friend, Brandon, Sean, um, shit, this is a list, uh, Colin, Isaac, I mean, it's an extensive list, so shout out to all my best friends. You know who you are, Jose. I got, I got to throw him in there because he's a Cubs fan. Like, you can't forget that because he won't leave me alone. Well, he normally leaves me alone when the Cubs lose. And then I kind of, like, bicker him. If the Brewers win, like, I'll, I'll blow up his phone just because I just want him to know that the Brewers won, especially if we face the Cubs. But um, I definitely – I also um, – 
Isaac, since Isaac's graduation is coming in a few weeks, I want to give a shout out to all the graduates that are graduating. Shout out to Rafaela. Um, me and her had a really um, nice little conversation on Twitter and things of that nature. She's such an inspirational woman, um, such resilient, resound charisma. I can go on and on about her because she's she's that dope of a woman. Um, but shout out to her. Shout out to my great friend Jennifer. She just um, moved to Cali and she is, you know, having to now live in a whole new, you know, area and getting accustomed to things and just, you know, living her life and stuff and whatnot. And a lot of people, shout out to a lot of people who are doing that because a lot of people are making that leap. I did. That's exactly what I did after I finished with Graceland. When I was done with Graceland and I got my degree, I was just sitting there for nine months thinking, I'm like, should I go to grad school? And I did. I was like, but where? That was the problem. Like, where would I go to grad school? And something in my heart told myself, I'll just go out west. You know, go to Arizona. And that's exactly what I did, you know. And so, uh, shout out to those people. Shout out to the people who are making those leap of faith and just going out there to try to find their purpose and the hustle. Shout out, I want to give a shout out to Keisha. I already I did it last week, but I want to give a shout out to her again for being a guest for last week's uh, episode. Definitely appreciate that more. Um, and I definitely plan on getting more guests on here. This isn't a PS. I'm not closing this because it's still a lot more to talk about. But um, but yeah, shout out, just shout out to people just figuring it out. Shout out to all the hustlers. Shout out to, I, you know, I really don't know who else to really shout out. Just shout out to the good working people and the civilians. <laughs> shout out to all the gangbangers. <laughs> but, you know, they got families to feed too. But yeah, shout out to everybody. So continuing on, um, I guess more to talk about interracial relationships and like I said I didn't really want it to be just a sole topic but I guess one of the things um, I guess I want to ask to find interesting is like how does that look like when it comes to parenting you know like because I mean it's weird because like will it for, for some of us when we hear it like you know I know for black folks for my black people we, we uh hear an interesting comment of like you know how do we get disciplined you know some of the things we ate and things of that nature but is it kind of the same method that you bring um when you are now dating somebody especially who's outside of your race and so with that in mind it actually gave me another opportunity to kind of like dig into a comment that I um, recently saved about parenting and I never really put it this way. I never really had thought about why it's like that or why, you know, why is it that we aren't teaching? And And granted, I could be wrong. Because for one, I don't have kids myself, and two, the, all my friends that do got kids, um, they can be trying to do it the old-fashioned way, the way they were raised. Because I always tell myself, if I get kids, they're gonna get raised, just like I'll get raised. But 
The statement says, you cannot raise your children the way your parents raised you because your parents raised you for a world that no longer exists. That's some powerful shit right there. And it's only because of the fact that you have to understand. And this is what I'm saying, tying this back to intercultural and interracial relationships. So you have to be socially aware of how the world is evolving. It's more inclusive. We have more diverse. Well, it, I'm gonna put quotes around diversity because just like a just like a university, they always say diversity, but then 94% of their student body is white folks. But that's neither here nor there. So I'm putting quotes around diversity, but. The world is changing and it's changing for the betterment of inclusivity and diversity. And so with that in mind, how do you raise your kids in an environment that doesn't just exist no more? Because for like for a lot of us millennials, we were raised on the premise that the world is cutthroat, it's hardcore. Um, you got to get it by any means. Like there was so much that we've learned growing up that, that if now we try to implement that, we look crazy. And I, I feel like we look crazy. Like, I feel like we just don't even, we don't even look remotely sane trying to do the things that needs to be done. And granted, um, those conventional ways work when it's in traditional settings and environments. So with that being said, it it alters everything. Um, and so I guess my question is, if, if anybody is able to kind of give me, I mean, I won't say give me, but if anybody is able to understand that dynamic or that dilemma in which, because I could easily just go search it um, but I feel like it defeats the purpose of what the goal of this podcast is supposed to be because I want the community to chime in. If like, you know, somebody who's from an interracial, you know, relationship and, you know, have interracial children and things of that nature, it's, it's you know, I, I want that. I want kind of that premise. And so I, I guess like from, from just from a parenting perspective, because now this is a different topic, like how does that even look like? Like, how do you prepare your kids for a world that just is not like that? You know, I mean, I mean, granted, the only thing that's still here is racism. So I don't think if, if you got mixed children, you need to tell them that there's there's still some people in this world that's just not going like you because you black. And it's just how do you. But um, but for everybody else, you know, what's what's the uh, what's the code of conduct? Like, what's the rules? Like, how do you move forward, you know, and, and I guess, I guess we tie this back into, and I don't know, I guess this is my thing, I guess, I mean, I guess I feel guilty of having that kind of conscious where, like, if my partner just isn't socially aware, it's just not going to happen, and I feel like no matter how much love you give out there it's just not gonna look the same like there's so much media portrayal that shows like oh it works but then it's like 
there's a lot of myths and stereotypes like um for example like you know black men always are with white women and and the and it's crazy because the idea that when black guys or white uh, when black men or women do that, they're trying to get closer to the white counterparts of feeling superior. And it's false because you can't say that when 85% of African-American men are married to African-American women and 93% of African-American women are married to African-American men. So it kind of throws that out the window. So granted, if I... You know, because I got a couple homeboys who date white women. I can't really fault them for that. That's, you know, that's their preference. That's who they are. I mean, that's how they were raised. They're not going to really think about anything else. Now, you know, that's just them. And I love them for that. That's just not me. Um, but with, So with that being said, it's just like, how do you, what is the, what is the protocol, I guess? I, I, this entire conversation as we, you know, kind of wrap up when we finish walking and I do apologize for this being kind of like a short episode um due to the fact that we're kind of like only on one topic um I definitely will from here on out I'll try to incorporate more topics and I definitely want to try to get the community more involved in what needs to be talked about and what needs to be important and things of that matter and having these spaces and these conversations but to leave you with this question, I guess it's a few questions. Uh, for one, what is the protocol or what is the steps that one have when they want to get into an interracial relationship? Like, do they have to feel kind of socially out of, like, out of tact with the world? Like, do they just feel like it just doesn't matter? Um, and for those who are in interracial relationships, like, what does that dynamic look like? You know, because for me, in my personal experience, it was just difficult. I'm sorry. It, was, it just was. Like, no matter, like, even with my f- very first girlfriend, um, and she was mixed, it was just her family. that they, they, like, they couldn't understand what was going on, especially when you only live in one area your entire life. Like, if you never lived in Milwaukee, if you've never seen what it's like to go outside your town, you can't, you, your, your argument is invalid until you go out and experience the world the way I've experienced the world. And granted, not everybody's going to experience the same thing, but if you're not even going outside to see what the world is like, how do you, how do you think your statement's gonna hold when you're trying to say that um, when you when you are explaining yourself that or explaining to your kids like you know racism isn't all that bad in an area where racism really doesn't ex- like happen it doesn't really exist like can't sit there and tell me to move to a less racist area <laughs> like how does that work? Like, moving to a less racist area kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> because you're, we're not challenging the... We're not challenging the infrastructure. We're not challenging the institution of white supremacy and things of that nature. And that, within itself, is a whole other subject and a topic I will have. But just leaving you you guys with a couple questions. And please, um, if you got a chance to listen to this video... Or not, excuse me, not this video. But if you get a chance to listen to this audio, you get a chance to listen to this podcast... 
there's opportunities for you guys. You can guys send in voice messages and the the best ones will show up on the show. Those are things that I can um, add on to and get it going and things of that nature. So please, um, if you get a chance to, you get an opportunity to listen to these things, um, sending questions, sending statements, um, whatever works, whatever helps. It's it's you can do the whole nine yards. You can give out a statement. You give out a series of questions because I definitely, like I said, I want this to be kind of like a community thing where I can be like, you know, next week, hey guys, just recapping this and these are some of the questions that I thought and I can answer before I go into my new segment and things of that nature. So I definitely want to do more of that. And so, um, please, um, if you get an opportunity and chance to do that, um, all you have to do is just download the Anchor app. It's free. It's fairly easy. It's It works more effective on your phone. If you do it on your iPad, they're just going to try to make you create a podcast. And I know for a lot of people, they're not trying to create one. They're just trying to listen to something. So if you got it on your phone, download the app. It's free. It's fairly simple. And sadly, the fact that I'm even doing this ad, quote unquote, I'm not even paid for this because there's, there's an actual specific ad statement that I made. But I'm not even pay for this, but I don't care less because I feel like this is more to it than just that. But um, until then, until next time, um, you know, prayers to everybody who, who, you know, hasn't made it this far to this day. Prayers to those who are battling and suffering through certain things. Just know that there's people out there that are willing to hear you and, and be with you and be next to you and like, you know give you support um prayers to all the the students graduates prayers to the world um until next time peace